Thank you for joining me for another episode of I'd Rather Be Dead Than Dope Sick. I can't believe it's only 11.37. (laughs) It feels like it's afternoon. I've done so much already today, and it's not even noon. Wow, that's crazy. Um, wow, this morning is going by slow, I guess, I don't know, um, I've, I try to cook at least two, three times a week, like, some heavy duty cooking, I mean, like, make enough to last, I, yeah, for, um, a few days, And, um, so that's what I did this morning, along with exercising and doing Bible study, (laughs) praying, um, I should pray some more. Um, anyway, so, uh, the last, um, well, not the last, uh, two times ago, I was talking about how, um, my, I cheated on my then husband, my second husband, and um, I think that was a curse, man, that I just inherited. No, I'm just kidding. Um, that I could not be faithful. Um, but anyways, I um, I ended up. I don't know how. Maybe it wasn't the next night. I mean, it had been leading up to it, and I think that my uh, husband at the time had been um, talking to people, and, you know, he didn't know what to do with me, because, yeah, I was getting getting out of control, and, um, you know, he tried to pray for me, I was like, get away from me, and then... um, yeah, then when I told him I cheated on him, uh, very soon after, I remember I came home from work, and when I walked in, he had, I guess, you know, probably psyching himself up to say something, but, um, as soon as I walked in, he was like, I just thought I'd let you know, um, I've canceled your medical insurance, I canceled your credit card, stopped payment on your car, gave 30 days notice on our apartment, and I'm leaving you and taking the baby with me. And it was just all said in one long sentence. (laughs) And um, it took a minute to process. I was like, wait, he's taking the baby and leaving me and I'm going to have nothing, you know, because pretty much, even though I had a, a, a good job, he was the bread earner. I mean, really, I mean, I had my own money, but I didn't ha- I didn't pay pay rent, you know, he did that, and, um, I had never really lived alone on my own, 
I always, like, lived with somebody, you know. I never really had to be responsible for me alone. So, you know, I don't know if I was thinking about that at that moment, but that the main thing I thought of was, oh my gosh, he's taking my son. And even though I was, like, the worst mom, I loved my my baby and I didn't want to I didn't want to be away from him and um, I don't know what I expected from my husband you know what I expected him to do ew is that a fly I see (laughs) oh Uh, anyways I hate flies too. I hate roaches. I hate flies. I don't. I'm so anal retentive. I will not leave any dishes in my sink or anything, crumbs on my counter because if I see a roach, I will freaking have a heart attack and die. No, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Anyways, um, so when. After my husband told me he was leaving me, I literally, I I mean, of course he was leaving me. Like, should I be surprised? No. I mean, I would have left me. (laughs) I mean, gosh, you know, I was treating him like crap. And um, I guess there was a part of me that wanted him to just like grab me and go, what the hell are you doing? Why don't you get your crap together? Why don't you, you know, what are you doing? Wake up, you know? And, um, but he wasn't that type of person. And, um, so, oh, Citizens app. Search for a man armed with gun. Oh, wonderful. Yeah, my area is just getting worse and worse where I live (laughs) um I get those notifications all day every day anyways um so yeah I literally walked upstairs went to my room and started to grab clothes all my pills jewelry whatever I could and um, not a ton of stuff but at least enough for a few days and I grabbed as much as I could and started walking down the stairs and I don't know what my husband expected if he was like Maybe thinking that I would, you know, go, wait, you know, um, I'll change, or I don't know what he was expecting, but he came walking over with the baby, and he hands me the baby, and my son knew that I was leaving, and he freaked out and started screaming and saying, no, mommy, please don't go, don't go. 
and I literally lost it. I, oh my God. I will never forget that night. He just screamed. He had his, he grabbed me. He had his arms around my neck and he would not let go and just screamed and screamed, mommy, please don't leave me. Don't leave me. And I couldn't do any, I just was crying and trying to get him off and my husband finally took him off and I left. I walked out, I got in the car and literally was, got on the freeway and I was crying so hard I couldn't even see straight. I ended up, I don't even remember like if I, I pulled off the freeway. I was driving against traffic. Like, it was... It was... Bad. I was bad. I I was just... I had to pull over. I was... um, Just... Sobbing. I couldn't even breathe. And finally, I I got back on the freeway. I drove to the dope dealer. uh, The Middle Eastern guy. And literally as soon as I went into his place I was like just sobbing and he was like what's wrong and I was just like I need some drugs you know and um yeah I had to get high and that's all I thought about was I need to get high I need to get really high I just need to forget about everything that just happened and just yeah got loaded, I don't know, um, drunk, high, whatever, I just, um, (sighs) I got really high, I think I was up all night, I don't think I worked the next day, and then, um, I did eventually go back to work, but I was just so messed up. I don't, I don't even know, uh, I don't even, well, I did, I did go back to work, um, you know, a few hours here, a few hours there, because, you know, it wasn't like a nine to five job, it was just like, if I had clients that day, and, um, so I would call, and I'd ask, you know, the receptionist wants my first client, and, um, yeah, so, or I'd ask them to schedule people later, you know, so I could just go in the afternoon and work till, uh, till evening, and then, you know, go out, or whatever, and, um, yeah, I don't even know, I, it was, like, right when, right after that happened, I could not be sober. I had to be high 24-7 because the pain I felt, even though it was my fault, I, I just, it was too much. I couldn't deal with it. And like, it literally felt like there was pain in my heart like like my chest hurt 
and I literally could not like if I just thought about it I would break down and just start sobbing so I had to stay high I just I had to stay high that was just it I mean I could not be sober and I would stay high until I was exhausted and go to sleep and then as soon as I opened my eyes the first thing I did was get high and I could somewhat function working high um but And I kept my job. I don't even... I can't, I can't remember. I, I was working maybe just like two, three times a week. And partying most of the other time. But... Um, yeah. I just... Oh my gosh. Sorry. It's just talking about this. It, it, it's hard. Um, yeah. So... After I left my son and husband, I didn't go back there until probably uh, a week or, I don't know, maybe a week, maybe a month, I don't remember, but I just went back there during the day when I knew nobody was home, and I went and took all of my stuff out like, all my clothes, everything, and, um, wedding ring, and actually my mom's wedding ring, um, because that was, like, the only thing of any value. I don't remember. My wedding ring wasn't a big, like, you know, expensive thing, but, yeah, um, and just took everything, left, and never went back, just gone, um, and, yeah, that was, that was really awful, um, and then soon after that, well, actually, that was just, I, I, I don't even know how I functioned. I was able to work. <laughs> um, and I would go out to the club, and and the alcohol, this dope dealer, uh, Simeon, Simon, Simon, I'll call him Simon. <laughs> he, um, yeah... He was really nice. He really was. But he was still, you know, a dope dealer. But he was like, you know, what's wrong, baby? You know, when I first went over there and I was sobbing. And I'm like, I have nowhere to live. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to be homeless. You know, drama. And um, he's like, oh, no, honey. You're not going to be on the street. And I'm like, oh, God, I don't know what I'm going to do. You know, and... He's like, you could stay here, and as long as you need to, you could stay with me, and, um, yeah, and then, you know, I'm like, do you have any vodka? No, (laughs) can I have some Coke? (laughs) But, um, yeah, so, he let me stay with him, and 
I don't remember. I don't think I had keys or anything. It was a buzzing, you know. He was usually home because he was a joke dealer. <laughs> he had to be home. Easy access. But, um, yeah, I just uh, work when I could, go out, come home late. He had the same weird hours up all night. Um, I don't I don't think he did any coke though. He just had the weird hours because he was a dealer, but um and but yeah, after that it was just it was on. It was on a hundred percent all the way, every day, just you know when I was living at home with my husband and kid, I you know, held back as much as I could. I had to play it off and, you know, not be totally out of control. But once I left, I was completely out of control. Uh, Simon had uh, ecstasy all the time too. So I was dropping X all the time. And yeah, I was completely out of control. And um, I literally could not function unless I was doing coke, taking pills, and or drinking consistently, constantly. Um, I couldn't drink at work, so I, you know, always made sure to have pain pills. And, um, yeah, because I just couldn't be sober. I couldn't be sober. I'd, like, completely have a nervous breakdown. And, um, one afternoon... I met a friend of, or, yeah, a client, I guess, of, um, Simon's, and I, she was a very attractive young lady, she looked like a model, um, and she dropped over, she, she came by to get an eight ball of coke from him, and we were talking, and, she was like she was really attractive anyways so we were talking and then she uh, she asked me if I wanted to come over and I said sure so I went to her place she lived in a really expensive condo and you know with valet parking and um, yeah just very nice high-end city um she looked like she had it all together but uh (laughs) I mean if you just saw her you wouldn't think like she was a full-on dope fiend you know you would think she was this really pretty model looking rich kid, or kid, rich woman, um, with money, you know, and so, yeah, I don't know what I expected, but, but, and she was somewhat, uh, normal, I don't know, I don't know what word, um, she wasn't normal, but she wasn't, like, complete 
out of control or didn't appear it, you know, when we first started partying together and she was generous, you know, and, um, but the first thing was when we got to her house, she went straight to the stove. (laughs) She dumped a pile in a, a big serving spoon put some baking soda, put some water, and uh, put it over the stove, put the spoon over the stove, and cooked freebase. <laughs> I had never seen anybody do that before. And when she finished, she, she had a butter knife, and she, you know, messed with it, and it hardened on the knife, and then she had a tin can with holes poked in it and cigarette ashes um, over the, the the holes like a filter and put a big rock on there and took a hit and then offered me some and we just sat there and talked and uh, yeah the, like all day and then Interestingly enough, during that time, I don't even remember how it happened, but she brought up one of the dope dealers that she knew, and um, his name was George, and I described him, and it was the same George. And, um, yeah, she had his number. She didn't really care for him because he was such a perv. And, um, she, she had money. Her parents were loaded and they, she would get 2,500 a week from her parents for whatever, well, for her, it was blow. But, um, so she was just basically an addict, but it wasn't so obvious and and bad because she was never out of, out of it. I mean, like, uh, out of blow. So she didn't, you know she always had money so she could always buy more stuff and so it wasn't as obvious that she was a full-blown addict because it seemed like she had some control but not really but yeah so um she ended up giving me George's phone number and uh yeah so then I had two cocaine dealers and you know, with cocaine dealers, like, there are dime a dozen, there are, um, many, and they all pretty much want the same thing from a female, and so, if you could hop from one to the other, and, you know, buy from some, or one, and then, you know, uh, go to another one if you have no money and service them 
and then you know maybe the next time you'll have money with that one but then the other one that you paid before you could have sex with for you know a freebie and yeah it's just like a vicious cycle (laughs) but yeah so I was glad to know that I had George's phone number so that I could alternate so that because I was staying with Simon he you know uh, I didn't want to have to have sex with him all the time so um, I don't I don't know how long before I had been seeing him that I ended up having sex with him I think it was it wasn't even right after uh, I left my husband and my son I think because I still had a job and I still had money but um, I knew it was coming I knew that there would be a time where he would you know expect me to do something because they always do so anyways um yeah um that was a really difficult difficult time in my life and changed everything everything um so yeah I'll end here um God bless you. Thanks for listening and talk to you soon.